0: Welcome to Voices from the Village. This is a special episode. Uh, we're thrilled to be joined today by Jacqueline Lee, founder of Zero Proof Raleigh, and country folk artist and former contestant on The Voice, Molly Stevens. Jacqueline and Molly, thanks for making time to join us on Voices from the Village.
1: Happy to be here. Yeah, me too. Yeah, of
0: course. Jacqueline, I want to I want to start with you. Uh, you reached out to Healing Transitions. It feels like you know May of. 2021 or so. And, um, this first time I heard about Zero Proof Raleigh, uh, tell, tell me a little bit about what Zero Proof Raleigh is.
1: Sure. Um, so I started Zero Proof probably like last year and it just started from the idea of, I wanted there to be a social group in Raleigh that's completely alcohol-free. There are so many events. I, I'm very social. I love events. I love um, just to be around people. I love people, and so many events revolve around drinking and revolve around alcohol. And I just really felt like Raleigh was lacking a group that plans, yeah, alcohol-free events, um, but zero-proof. When I was thinking about how what kind of group I wanted to be, what I wanted to stand for, I wanted it to be for anybody to join. So. Like personally, I'm sober. I've been sober since March 4th of last year, so over a year. Uh, but there are plenty of people in the group. I have friends who come to the events who still drink, but they don't want every event to have alcohol. They want something else to do. Uh, so it's really geared toward for anybody to join. Or if someone, I want it to be something where if somebody is thinking of stopping drinking, if they're kind of curious about just being around people who are sober or just talking about it, that it's a wonderful space to do that. That's um, kind of like no pressure, just I never mind if someone asks me questions about not drinking or um, but and I wanted to plan all kinds of different events. So we have uh, active events like we did a rock climbing day at Triangle Rock Club or we have done yoga classes. Uh, we also have just social things where we uh, we have a social coming up at it's called Dickens Kava in Durham, which is an alcohol free Kava bar. So I'm really trying to plan all kinds of different events that appeal to different people, and anybody's welcome to join that just wants an event that has no alcohol.
0: Congratulations on your uh, journey of sobriety, mm-hmm. and uh, love hearing about you know a recovery activity and support that has come out of uh, your experience with uh, wanting to maintain how do I stay socially involved, have social events, have fun, In recovery. And also, you know, kind of recovery can sometimes be fairly insulated, you know, like some folks for recovery, they're just around people in recovery all the time. And other people still want to have those relationships with people who aren't in recovery and create opportunities and activities where, you know, people who are not in recovery, but want to have a alcohol free event are able to to participate. So love hearing about that initiative and always love, uh, seeing what people, like what contributions people make through their recovery. Did the idea come from anywhere for this or, uh, like, had you seen examples of this other places or like what inspired you?
1: Yeah. So a couple of things, like when I, first was looking for resources to help me with stopping drinking and getting sober. I definitely saw, thankfully, that there are a lot of uh, recovery like resources in Raleigh. There's um, rehab programs, there's uh, healing transitions, there's 12-step programs. But I didn't see anything that was a social group um, because I'm 26 years old and I always had this idea in my head that I found out is so wrong that if I wasn't drinking, my life would be boring and it would be just not fun. And which I now know is the absolute opposite. Um, But I really was just like, wow, why doesn't Raleigh have that group? I just didn't see a website or a page on Facebook or anything for the purely like social sober group. Now I did find a group in Charlotte Um, it's called counterculture. And I talked with, uh, her name's Molly. She runs that group and she's really gotten it off the ground running and has a pretty like good following in Charlotte for a similar uh, group. So we like collab one time we both helped plan a yoga event. I'm actually talking to her later today to do another event. Um, so I really, she's been like supportive and given me ideas. Um, there's also a ton of sober pages and groups on Instagram of across the, country that I like to look for an inspiration for so that as well
0: fantastic talk about the event that's planned for July 24th
1: yeah so that'll be probably the largest event I've planned so far um thankfully it was I mean it was a while when I started this group that I couldn't even do events I just thought I would because of everything with the pandemic of course uh I just thought well I really want this to be a thing so I'll just try to grow like membership or get interest and then start planning events um so i'm really excited that we can now have an event of this size since people are vaccinated and everything um but it's gonna be at pine state coffee on july 24th starting at five o'clock and it's free to attend but we are gonna take just whatever donation people can give for healing transitions and um and Molly, I'm really glad I got to connect with her and for her to perform because I've never heard her live before. I've only seen videos and she is phenomenal. So I'm <laughs> kind of excited that I'll like be able to, everyone will be able to hear her.
0: So, and why did you choose to support healing transitions with this event?
1: I've met several people who have personally been through healing transitions and have seen the impact that it's had on their life and how it completely turned their life around and that. I just think it's so vital that there are programs like that that help someone's recovery in all aspects of their life, like with um, help getting them connected to like 12-step programs and finding work and just talking about, I don't know, it's just amazing, like talking to people who have been through healing transitions personally and hearing how it helped them so much. And so I think it's just so important to support programs like that.
0: Well, thank you very much. Molly, how did you get involved with this event and how does this event resonate with you?
2: Oh man. Well, you know, I, what, what Jacqueline's doing is so cool. When, when I was her age, I was, I was just coming into the rooms myself. And, you know, if, if I'd had kind of a, a, a situation like that or met somebody like that, that was, you know, really advocating to have fun and hang out and like, yeah, this is, you know, for, for me, uh, Getting sober at 28 was uh, that was hard, you know. And and I would have loved to have had you know an event like this. So when when Jacqueline came to me about this event, I was I was all in because you know what what what's not uh, better than just getting you know a group of people together, especially after the year that we've had, and and you know just listening to some music, playing some music. I I was sold. So and then and then being able to help out with healing transitions as well. You know, just all that together was a great recipe for what I think is going to be a really fun night.
0: Congratulations on your uh, recovery as well.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
0: Talk about your music. Um, interested, interested in learning more about that. I'm actually even interested in learning about the voice of
2: oh yeah Uh, i don't i don't (laughs) watch tv yeah
0: (laughs) you'd have to start Um, with what
2: is the voice
0: because right
2: yeah totally well yeah so i was on the voice in 2018 and i had moved from nashville tennessee to raleigh my wife actually owns the chick-fil-a at cameron village here in raleigh and so that's what brought me to the north carolina area and uh Went on the Voice. I was on Kelly Clarkson's team, and I've been doing music my entire life. You know, I, I grew up in the church and just singing. You know, at, at all the all the old hymns, and and then moved to Nashville back in 2010. And actually, that's where I got sober. It was 2011, so it'll be 10 years for me, August 1st, uh, if I can if I can make it one day at a time, and. Uh, mm-hmm you know, music is such a part of that journey because, um, when I, when I chose to, to give up alcohol, you know, that gave me a lot of material to write about. (laughs) And so, um, some of my, I mean, all of my music really comes from my heart and just stories within, you know, my journey of, of where I've been. And so, you know, the voice was, that was a really fun, uh, it, it was about a year long kind of, contract that I was kind of on that I had to sign on to and you know it was great exposure it was great fun I feel like they portrayed my story really well and you know it just ever since then I've I've gotten real involved in Raleigh and in North Carolina and making it home and uh so so I think this is gonna be a lot of fun I haven't played a show my last show I played in North Carolina was uh, right before the pandemic at the Cary Theater, and so, yeah, hopefully a lot of a lot of people will come out for this, and and we'll we'll raise some good money for healing transitions.
0: Raise some some money, have some fun, some fellowship. That's right. That's right. Love that it's at Pine State. Uh, yeah. So just kind same. of pulling together, you know, all these great groups and and organizations. So cool. How did recovery impact your experience with music? Uh, And the other way of asking that is how did uh, addiction or alcoholism interfere with
2: music? Yeah, it interfered big time. I mean, when I moved to Nashville, you know, I thought that the only way I could get up on a stage was to get up there and and have some drinks beforehand and get my liquid courage. And, uh, you know, I finally one night, you know, I was falling off stages and, you know, just making a fool of myself and. Um, I knew deep within that, you know, there's something there was a better way of life and I just didn't know how to do it. And so actually people, you know, ask all the time about Nashville. It was actually a really amazing place to get sober in because there were a lot of musicians that were, you know, going through the same thing I was. And, you know, I, I would have to say, I mean, you know, everything changed for me when I when I got sober. And, you know, in my first few years of sobriety, really, I was writing songs that you know i was writing them for me you know i mean maybe i was helping tell somebody else's story but it was it was uh it was my way of of therapy you know it was my way of coping and and understanding more about who i am and um and and who god made me to be in the first place and so it's, it's really cool to go back when I listen to some of my songs from 10 years ago to, to now, and you can hear, you know, in, in those first couple of years of sober uh, sobriety, you can hear just the shakiness in my voice, the fear, the, the insecurity, the the lack of, you know, just the wandering still. And, and then, you know, into, you know, 10 years later, you know, just feeling more confident, feeling complete, you know, feeling whole, feeling uh, that, that I belong, you know? And so I've always, music, music has always been kind of my saving grace. And that, that is where I found my higher power. It's where, you know, I connect with others and it's where I've connected with myself too. Love music. Yeah. Same. I
0: mean, like what it does, uh, what it does, has done for me, what it, right. You know, just the, 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 role of music, um, such an totally. important part of life. W- where were you in your recovery journey when you wrote it's a lie? the song it's alive
2: Mm, great question i was actually off of the voice on that um i was i was in a studio in alabama like muscle shoals alabama area and um i was telling my producer uh at the time what that all felt like of of just you know waking up and kind of going through the day again and just trying to tell myself that there was something better but you know just lying to myself about it all and just stumbling around um, mentally and physically. And, and we wrote that song and um, yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. But yeah, I wrote that when I was about seven years sober. So
0: it's, it's an interesting journey for an individual to come to that place of kind of seeing the problem for what it is. And beginning to get a glimpse of what the potential could be, Mm. as opposed to that kind of process of, you know, the daily cycle of, Mm. this has to be different, how do I figure Mm. out a way to hold on to it, you know, and and so forth. You mentioned hymns as an inspiration. Yeah. What have have been some other musical inspirations for you?
2: Yeah, totally. Um, Well, you know, I'm a big fan of a guy named Jason Isbell, and uh, he actually he he writes a lot of his music about his journey of sobriety as well. You know, I, I, I'm a fan of anything. I mean, it really, it, if I can, you know, I love music that moves me and, and something that, you know, when I, when I can hear the artists and, and I believe what they're singing, that that's when it hooks me, you know, it's like, man, I believe what he's saying, you know, I've been there, I feel that. And so, um, and, and I think that's probably why I, I mean, I grew up, you know, just singing in the church and stuff, but I still love them because I, they are, they are, there's, there's nothing like them. And they're these beautiful, timeless songs that still can make me weep, you know, of just the, I surrender all and, you know, um, uh, I'll fly away, you know, and all these songs that I grew up on, uh, they still, they, they still bring me hope and peace and, um, yeah. And of course, I'm a fan of country music. I always have been. And uh, once again, I think it's storytelling that I like.
0: So a few reflections based on uh, what your comments have brought up for me. One, yeah. uh, a few colleagues of mine uh, created a, a couple Spotify playlists called Song, nice. Songs of Addiction and Recovery, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Nice. And, and so It's a Lie has been added to Volume 2.
2: Oh, sweet. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that.
0: And then, as you're talking about hymns, I, I think about you know like uh, two things. When I think about one of the staff members here went through our program and going to his father's memorial service a few years ago in a mm-hmm. rural African American congregation, mm-hmm. and just how powerful the singing was, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, uh, in the midst of uh, just all the stress <laughs> and strain of COVID, mm-hmm. uh, there were so many moments of kind of beauty, and one of them was mm-hmm. that staff member and one of the participants doing kind of a call and response. The staff mm. the staff members driving off at the end of the day, the participants oh, so cool. participants working security and kind wow. of waves them down is on the steps and just starts singing and they're doing this call and response thing. So there's just these oh, wow beautiful things. And, and people, some people say this is morbid. Uh, but you know, I've, I say frequently, uh, you know, whatever type of service I have when I pass, mm-hmm. um, that guy that was working security. I so I want you to sing, I want you to sing some of those spirituals, you know, mm, absolutely. Um, at it. Uh, the other two songs that I'd want worked in, in some form is, uh, there's a song by Jimi Hendrix called Drifting and yeah. uh jeff buckley's uh cover oh, yeah. of, of hallelujah
2: oh gosh i love that one like, i i uh i play that a lot i yeah that's that's a good one
0: so so and and I, when i kind of mention it people sometimes are like why are you talking about that i don't know i mean
2: <laughs> i love it i love it yeah that's yeah. really cool yeah it's you know music connects us all you know it, it really is that universal love language for for all of us so
0: that's cool so, Molly, really, it's a lot of fun talking to you about music.
2: Yes, yeah, um, yeah, totally. And We'll have to get it. coffee sometime.
0: Yeah, I would love that. And, and, you know, Jacqueline, just want to bring you in on this uh, theme of music and so forth and curious about how music or concerts have impacted uh, your recovery or been, you know, like how you think about those things within recovery and so forth.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely, you're talking about uh, sobriety or recovery playlist. There's a... Playlist I follow on Spotify called like Sober Beats. There's this really cool Instagram page. This girl has an Instagram account, and a TikTok, where she talks all about sobriety. It's called Your Sober Pal. And they put together this sobriety playlist that anyone can add songs to. And I love listening to that. But it's been a big part of it. Um, one thing that's been so helpful for me if I'm definitely in my head and I need to, if I got maybe, especially towards the beginning of uh, getting sober. When I was overwhelmed, I put headphones in and put on the best loudest music I could and went for a run and nothing could really like calm me down and make me, I mean, other things could, but that really helped me. And um, I'm just really excited to experience now going to concerts, totally sober, because there are so many times I went to concerts when I was drinking that really just at one, I just showed up late. The priority was standing in line to get a giant beer that barely lasted and then having music battle the time. Um, <laughs> I missed parts of the concert. Like, the focus isn't the con- it was never really the music. It was just about, honestly, just me getting messed up while I was there. And what a waste. Like, I want to go to a concert. I'm so excited. I've been looking at concerts coming up Raleigh. I might go see, like, uh, me and my boyfriend talk about going to see Kings of Leon. I want to get there early. I want to go, like, up front if I can, if it's like a standing. Yeah kind of thing I want to be present and experience everything because I that's one thing I've realized in sobriety is like when you're there and you're sober and you're at something like that that's when you're really living life and you're really experiencing something um and I'm just so glad that I've like my eyes have been open to that because it would be really sad to think that in the way that I used to so music's a big thing
0: well, we're looking forward to the event on the 24th and the music that'll be part of that. And it'll be kind of a central feature for the the community experience. Uh, what's coming up for uh, Zero Proof Raleigh in the future? And kind of what's your hopes and dreams for Zero Proof?
1: So I definitely want to work on expanding it because I keep having more and more interest because honestly, right now, all I have that got this started was I have a Facebook group that people can join. I have an Instagram page and I post very regularly events that I plan. I um, make videos where I talk about sobriety or what we have coming up, but I keep getting people that join or send me messages and, and wanting to bring friends. So, I mean, I really would love, I guess like the purpose of this, okay. Overreaching goal, like big goal is the purpose of having a group like this is to kind of make it Normalize being sober or like normalize not drinking because I mean, it's just a big thing. I get a lot of people, it really throws people off when you don't say, Oh, I don't drink. Like, I mean, I guess like overreaching goal is just and how I said that anyone can come to the events, whether you drink or not, is just to normalize not drinking. Um, but I really would, I would love to have like a big scale fundraiser. Like how many times do you see like a big, like a gala or something where there's no alcohol. So it'd be cool if it was like a gala with just fun mocktails and toco Chico. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, the thing about events like that is I feel like, you're really having genuine connections with people and you're, you're very present for the conversations and you're just really connecting with people, which is such a different experience than a drink where uh, an event where people are drinking a lot. Um, but, oh, events coming up. We have, I planned an aerial yoga class. I've never done aerial yoga before, but it sounds really cool um, where there's, uh, I guess how that works is um, I've been talking to the, it's going to be a yoga inspired studio in Raleigh and they have like fabric that hangs down from the ceiling and you use it to suspend yourself and help you get into deeper yoga positions. Um, we have a social at Dakin's Kava in Durham. Um, that's gonna be in August, like August 13th, um, which that's an alcohol-free bar. Uh, Kava is like this natural uh, drink alternative that kind of makes you feel like a little bit relaxed or um, anyway, so that's interesting. So I'm doing all kinds of different events, but those are some of the things I have coming up.
0: I guess three, three things that come up for me. So really learned a lot from Scott Crawford uh, about spirit-free cocktails and mm-hmm. the incredible things you can do with, you know, alcohol-free uh, cocktails. Mm-hmm. Uh, recent menu examples for, of what he had is uh, a drink called Hucklebender, which was blueberry, fennel, and lemon, Ooh. and Kuzu, which is salted cucumber, passion fruit, and yuzu. Sounds great. (laughs) He's he's done a lot, a lot of similarities with what you're talking about, you know, like how do you not sacrifice certain things because you've entered recovery? Mm -hmm. Like how do you create the space to still do those things that are important and meaningful to you or to have those types of culinary experiences that align with, you know, your recovery or just a desire to, you know, maybe not have uh, an alcohol-based drink, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for listeners to this, um, you know, one really important theme that keeps coming up is, you know, that when you stop using and make a decision to kind of get into recovery, there is that kind of common uh thought of what will my life be like? Uh, where will the fun come from? And, you know, as Jacqueline and Molly have have spoken to, uh, one you can take the initiative to create those opportunities and you'll find you know, oftentimes that, you know, life and the, the experiences it holds are far more enjoyable and fulfilling than you could have ever envisioned uh, before recovery. So for for listeners, you know, take those things you want to do and take the initiative like Jacqueline has and create that opportunity to have have fun and create community and so forth. And Molly, thanks for uh, you know, sharing about your experience uh, yeah. getting into recovery and the support that yep. you found and how that's influenced and uh, shaped your music and your life. So,
2: Absolutely.
0: Voices from the Village is hosted by Chris Budnick
3: and edited by me, Bear McBride. Music is by Vibe Tracks. Special thanks to Jacqueline Lee of Zero Proof Raleigh and Molly Stevens. For more information about Zero Proof, check out their Facebook page or follow them on Instagram at Zero Proof Raleigh. And you can hear more from Molly on her website, mollystevensmusic.com or follow her on Instagram at Music. Join Zero Proof for Molly's performance at Pine State Coffee on July 24th. The event kicks off at 5 p.m. and donations will be accepted for Healing Transitions. Healing Transitions is a nonprofit recovery program for homeless, uninsured, and underserved individuals struggling from alcoholism and other drug addictions in Wake County, North Carolina. For more information, visit our website at healing transitions.org. That's healing transitions.org.